Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Chatter and the Chatter podcast on FM 98.3 KCRD and on the mobile app here. This is episode 55, and we are recording on the Feast of the Assumption. Love it. Love it, Love indeed. it indeed. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, O oh most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, Despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Feast of the Assumption, the consecration uh, prayers, the 33 days ended yesterday. Mm -hmm. And uh, today, uh, the festivities are already going on. And it is a festivity, isn't it? It's a feast day. So two desserts today (laughs) for breakfast. (laughs) No fasting today. No fasting today. So, uh, yeah, I had chocolate milk. So, I mean, this is a big day. Wow, my goodness, chocolate Um, milk. mm -hmm. That's what kept me in grade school, don't you know? (laughs) You know, I agree, man. When you could pick either white milk or chocolate milk, always went for the chocolate milk. The Sisters of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the BVMs, knew how to keep me in school. That was the only way. I ran away from first grade, and that was part of the uh, negotiations, was uh, chocolate milk. And they kept their end of the bargain (laughs) (laughs) doing that. But I got to rant briefly. Can I do this on the Feast of the Assumption here? Last week, and we're getting some some feedback on my my minor uh, rant you you were very restrained in your rant. on the on the effeminacy, not to be confused with the diminishing of masculinity and the diminishing of uh, femininity, but the effeminacy here, the lack of doing the hard thing that needs to be done by both men and women. And I will continue to pound on this. I believe this is a example of effeminacy by not having the feast of the assumption, a holy day of obligation here. What's the big deal here oh, that we can't get out of bed and go there? If you got to use a day of vacation or just tell a guy I'm not going to be into work uh, for an hour. Well, whatever happened to 5 o'clock mass? You know? Now, Tom, yeah. you don't <laughs> expect people to go to church Twice. two days <laughs> in a row. <laughs> oh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on, Valley Girls, get out of bed, go to Mass. And to the prelates that issue carte blanche, oh, we're not going. Yeah, yeah. Get with the program, guys. Yeah. There's not that many holy days in a year, right? Maybe eight. Come on. Come on. Ask us to step up. Ask us to step up. I'm... uh, Was that it? Was that your rant? If I say any more, we will um, have our well, license pulled. I, in church Sunday, I won't say where, but anyhow, they even made a point of it to say tomorrow's, even though it's a feast day, it is not a day of obligation for Mass. I'm going like, I looked at Donna and I'm just going like, 
Oh, boy. Oh I think boy. people have forgotten yeah. that the name holiday came from holy, holy day, day. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think An I obligation. Think, yeah. yeah, I think Catholics um, should start taking holy days off work yeah. as a vacation day. That would make a statement. Yeah. Well, it, w- it would yeah. certainly begin the reclamation of the culture. Yeah, right. Which we've so sorely lost. We have. Anyway, I've made my point, and I will continue to make my point. But uh, I, there were um, was a decent crowd, but uh, not significantly more than any other morning, Monday morning. But they're going to have Mass tonight yeah, yeah, at Nativity, and yeah. I know other churches in the evening after Mass for... Right. Well, early indications, the pre-Mass polling says a lot of people are going. Good. So, good. Good, good. We, we'll, we'll know more later. That's good. So just... As a side note, like with the holy day, is not really you don't really need to go. It's kind of like where the Knights of Indigenous. Uh, oh, I know Columbus. That's right, Knights of Columbus. Mm. Oh, but <laughs> can you say Columbus anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I, the Knights I, I, of Indigenous. indigenous. <laughs> well, that's that's what it is here in Dubuque now, right? <laughs> they they did away with Columbus Day, so oh, oh they did. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it now Indigenous yeah. people? Day? No, yeah, right. no. Yes, because Columbus wasn't an indigenous person. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. But he enslaved them. Sorry. Right. We'll move on. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we've offended most everyone, <laughs> let's get into the real offensive. What do you go. got here? I've got some headlines. Go here. ahead. I've, You've I've, got some from last one's, time we didn't get. This to. one's been here for a month, hasn't it? Close to it. What's the date on this? The Christian Post, which is a Christian post, not a Catholic post. But Michael Grabowski, mainline church editor, writes um, that the Lambeth... Do you understand who the Lambeth Conference is? I do, but maybe our listeners... Go ahead, you fill in the... Yeah, so the Lambeth Conference is held by the Anglican Church, the Episcopalian Church in the United States. Um, And it's most famously known for, in 1930, the Lambeth Conference... Uh, is where the Anglican slash Episcopalian Church allowed the use of contraception just for married couples only in serious circumstances. I was in 1930 at the Lambeth Conference, so that's what I think of when I hear Lambeth Conference. Um, And why was that important? Well, I'll tell you why that was important. So what happened was um, they issued that statement within, by the end of the year, within eight months, um, I forget which pope it was in 1930, but he came out with Casti Canubi, which was the encyclical on Bias Christian the marriage. The tenth, tenth or eleventh. Yeah, or there's a Benedict fifteenth in there somewhere too. I'm not sure who was in 1930. We'll find. But out. he very clearly said absolutely not to contraception, whether it's between married couples or not. It's a beautiful encyclical. We had an encyclical study group many years ago that read it. Um, and so he quickly came down and said, no, 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 no. Okay, so it did not gain any track. Contracep- the idea of contraception, uh, especially among married couples, did not gain any traction in the Catholic world. Um, and then, of course, all heck broke loose in the 60s. Hey, I win. Pius the 11th. Pius the 11th. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding. I win. So when I hear you talk about the Lambeth Conference, I think, oh, now what are they going to say? So I think you're right on all of the accounts. One, it was about 1930. Two, it um, was the first Christian conference to address contraception, first for married people, 
and and secondly in whatever special circumstances means to be but that was the first domino shall we say it was and then the rest of the um, christian warriors (laughs) i can say that that'll lead into mark later on here uh began falling like dominoes Kosti Kanubi by Pius XI drew a line in the sand. And then Paul VI in 1968 did Humani Vitae. Correct. But it's important to note, I bet our listeners do not know that up until 1930, every Christian denomination, Catholic, Protestant, every Christian denomination was opposed to contraception. Every single one. That is exactly your point and my point here because the Lambeth Conference here in 2021, 2022, Michael Grabowski writes, here's his headline, Lambeth Conference, this is this year, Nix's resolution language reaffirming the biblical definition of marriage. Okay, so... So there was a resolution at the Lambeth Conference to reaffirm the biblical definition of marriage as one man and one woman, and the Lambeth Conference said, Nixie to you. So I'm drawing a parallel in the sand to 1930, that the Lambeth Conference was the first one to stand up here and do that. Here's my prediction. Just as in 1930... Lambeth was the first to uh, jettison the teaching on contraception. The rest of the Christian communities are going to do the same, and it's going to be, or not to be, uh, the bulwark of the Roman Catholic Church to say, no, this is the teaching. Now, this is important giving the German bishops and their synod that's going on and the um, homosexual cardinal from Luxembourg that's doing the hip-hop around the country here pushing his agenda, and he claims that he has the full support of the current bishop of Rome as he's doing that. That's what he said in the interview, that Francis is with him. Now, let's just take that, let's just look at those two things, those two statements by the Lambeth Conference. Is there a connection between them, contraception and same-sex activity? Well, I think the commentary on um, Humani Vitae by Paul VI, he drew a straight line and connected all of the dots, didn't he? He did. He did predict what would happen um, if contraception were to be uh, widespread. But, you know, when you start allowing contraception you start saying that the marital act, and my um, listeners will know what we mean by that, the marital act uh, is, is not for children, is not to generate new life. It is for, for pleasure. For the mutual self-gratification. Right, but it's that. not about um, having kids. It's just about pleasure. So if it's just about pleasure, why are we surprised that they say, marriage is, is, can be between two men or two women because they got rid of the idea that marriage was about children and procreation almost 100 years ago. So there's definitely a link 
for people that have not put those two things together, there's definitely a link between the contraceptive mentality and the mentality that whatever gives you pleasure is perfectly fine. And we're paying the price for this. I think we did a short um, essay four or five episodes back on the uh, abortion and the con- so if you, if you combine Mark I think you were in on that here right, when we did yeah. the 60 65 million people and 60% of those are above 20 years old given the 49 year run of Roe and that they would have um, they would have pro- procreated. procreated and had more children and that was just with respect to the abortion those that were killed Correct. but Colleen you brought up many times the number of children that are not born because of contraception and the link between contraception and abortion. You know, the conventional wisdom is, well, we need contraception so we don't have to have abortion. Here's my point. Go up and down any street, Main Street, Pennsylvania, JFK, go to the malls, go in there, help on it, help on it, help on it. People are, are um, they're apologizing. Our, our, if you're on the phone, our wait times are longer than normal. Or, you know, you're in the supermarket, and um, now they've got <laughs> checkouts, self-checkouts self, self yeah, yeah. going on, because they don't have people to, yeah. to check you out. Right. And, and, you know, sin is its own reward. The Lord has said, if you don't want children, I'm not going to give you children. Well, Hy-Vee's got a new slogan. Tell me. There's a smile in every other aisle. <laughs> Huh. I he, how long has he been waiting that? He's, I think he's all right, put that. He's got it on a paper. He just pulled it out of his pocket. He knew he was able to do that here at some point. That's a 15 yard penalty for piling on. Oh. Oh. Well, that destroyed my train of thought. <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about, Colleen? <laughs> well, and I think, yeah. you know, part of the issue, you're right, Tom, um, the contraceptive mentality has led to abortion, has led to. Um, 65 million people not being here um so it's it's 60, a big problem well, 65 million i'd like to know the real number well it's 65 million, million abortions yeah, right yeah. we can't even count the number of children that have been contracepted contracepted yeah. out of existence or what they call medical abortion which is you know pop these pills and we'll just get rid of that baby um earlier than a surgical abortion. So we certainly have um, gotten ourselves in a big hole. Well, and, and you know, seriously, think about this. They're, they're pretty, a worldwide pandemic on the monkeypox, which is, we know what it is. We know who it's between. You can't, you know? say, you can't say monkeypox. Okay. Say. Did you hear that today? But, no. What? Someone told me that. Today. Oh, yeah, they're going to rename it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because the monkeys are offended? I don't know. I'm like, who's offended? The monkeys, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> but I'm, I, you know, think about that. Talk about Sodom and Gomorrah, right? I mean, seriously? That is where it's spreading. 5% is between gay men, mm-hmm. you know? You know? And it's a worldwide pandemic, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. It's just, you know. Yeah. It's also <laughs> just a convenient excuse for the next thing, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you hear polio is running rapid now? Did you see that? I heard polio was found again in New York City. New York City? and California now. And California. Yeah. yeah, but did you see where they found it? In what? Did you get? No. No, no. <laughs> the, the, the article I read is that they found it in the sewage treatment plants. I did see that. So think about yeah. that for a moment. No. I mean, this is, this is crazy on somebody. One, 
I'm not discounting that. And by the way, if most most of the polio on another article said that the polio that exists today is not wild polio. It is vaccine. Polio. No, it's vaccine induced polio. Wait a minute, vaccine induced like from the polio vaccine? That's exactly what I mean. Oh, wow. That it's not wild polio. Hmm. But I digress. So they're finding in, I think it was New York City sewage treatment, that You're the right. polio vibe. Well, <laughs> whose job is it to check the sewage <laughs> treatment plant for viruses? I don't even want to know how that happens. I mean, there, there's a there, mom, dad, I'd like you to meet Phil. Guess what he yeah. does for yeah. a living? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He washed his hands. Yeah. Yeah. Don't shake his hand. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, that smell is not his boots. Uh, <laughs> well, we, yeah. we are paying someone to test the sewage treatment plants of the, what, the top 50 or 100 markets in the country to see if there's voli- uh, polio vaccine. Tom, going right back to Camp Lejeune before. Yeah, oh. it took him sixty-five years to find out that the water was. We bad. were we were not we didn't have the red switch on. We weren't recording. But Mark brings up. Did you see that? I did. They're running ads. If you were at Camp Lejeune, any time in the last sixty, 60 years, years yeah. the water's been contaminated yeah. since we drill dug the drill yeah. uh, drilled the well. Well, yeah, it's yeah. I it, can't get it. Don out. Don even looked at me and said, "Took took him sixty years to find that out." It's just that, you know, I'm sorry. And these <laughs> are know? the men and women yeah. who serve us who protect us who give at a very young age you know they they're yeah. recruiting 18 year old people to do this i saw that ad and i saw it a second i first thought it was uh i didn't know that i subscribed to the babylon b channel here i had to see what channel i was on unbelievable yeah. it's all over the it's television all, yeah, yeah, ads, it's all yeah. Over, yeah fox and everything and i don't even watch tv so yeah. it must be carrying yeah. it all yeah. over here <laughs> Well, yeah. we've uh, successfully gone off script in segment one of episode 55. Mark Hager's in the house. Colleen, we'll have to uh, see if we can come back with uh, five headlines after these announcements on FM 98.3 KCRD. You're in the Chatterbox, Colleen Pasnick, Tom Oglesby, and Mark Hager's back in the saddle here. You're uh, you're partially recovered. Partially. We're getting there. We're gonna Keep praying. <laughs> the, uh, the color has resumed in your face, at least to your cheeks here. Yeah. We, we, it's growing here. Well, I can sit, so that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Not we, long, but I can sit. <laughs> we need to remember a good friend and a great family. Um, and Tony was a... Uh, board of director, a member of the board of directors at Aquinas Communications many years ago when we were doing business formation here. And uh, and he has passed on to what we hope is a uh, great eternal reward. Mm-hmm. We pray for that. Tony Burbacqua suffered for many years yep. and offered every bit of it. Um, so Even maybe now he is seeing um, where that suffering is going. Yep. Who is benefiting by it? Mm-hmm. But a, a great man, we would replace them at, you know, they had the 3 a.m. holy hour at uh, Power Prayer for years. Yeah. Um, so a lot of stuff that he did was quiet behind the scenes. You know, people didn't know. 
but he also had a great sense of humor and he was a he was yeah, a great guy. Yeah, he had a cutting sense of humor. He was Well, and Mary is such a, a strong Catholic, so strong. In fact, I I read something recently that uh, he she was instrumental in bringing him a lot closer. Oh yeah. to the cross. Oh yeah. So yeah. 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 So so we'll keep the beautiful family. Burbach Frommel's family in our prayers. Forever. Forever. Yeah. yeah. First met Tony when he was uh in grade school up Did in Dickie. Did you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He was the uh middle boy of five Burbachs and I remember the uh pick up basketball games up there and when, when he finally you know, we we need some extra. You always had 10, you know, if you could get 15 guys, you could uh, rotate in and out. And, and uh, this little guy come in here, and we're thinking, well, what's this? Grade schooler going to play with the high schoolers. Well, he, he held his own. <laughs> he held his own. So, miss you much, Tony. God bless That's you. Right. God pray bless for you. us. Pray for us. That's right. Yep. Speaking of praying, why don't we delve into the little rosary that we uh, are talking oh, about before? He's so, got that evil look in his, his uh, oh, face. Oh, it's just it's such an interesting article. So on Fox News this morning, they had the uh, they were talking about the Atlantic uh, Journal came out with a um, an article about the rosary. Uh, the rosary is a string of beads or knots used by Catholics as they pray a sequence of prayers. But the writer warned us that it has taken a far darker meaning in modern times. Just as the AR-15 rifle has become a sacred object for Christian nationalists in general, the rosary has acquired a militaristic meaning for radical, traditional Catholics. Isn't that interesting statements? I mean... What's his point? Well, he's, he's saying that basically, he said the extreme fringe is what we're trying to do is radicalize people with the rosary and tying it to as he says here, into a conspir- conspiratorial politics in an absolutist gun culture. Yeah, it was so, It was not clear what he was getting at because the very next sentence after the one you read, Mark, says, these armed radical traditionalists, that is, all of us who pray the rosary, right? Mm-hmm. These armed radical traditionalists have taken up a spiritual notion that the rosary can be a weapon in the fight against evil. Well, it can be. It can be. It's not what it's to be. Going, what's his have point? You, have you seen the field generals over here at Mass in the morning, those blue-haired women and walkers? They are dangerous. They are dangerous. They, are dangerous. they, are dangerous. they, they have been beating demons forever. Come on, I bet they have their AK-15 in that walker. They've got, that they've, little... they've got a 50-round uh, clip yeah. in that uh, combat. They, they talk. He talks about the combat rosary. He does. Yeah. He talks about our Which friends. Which is Heilman. Heilman and Dave Barry, the right. combat yeah, ready. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny because I'm like, what is he getting at? We all pray the rosary. Padre Pio called yeah. it the, the weapon. weapon. The weapon. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and, the, and the priest no one talks about... Uh, Karapi. Yeah. Remember Karapi? I do remember Karapi. He he was talking this was the weapon. Yep. Yeah, so so I when I read that story I thought, whoa, why does he find the rosary so threatening? Well, he he talks about it being like they they've got him all over the internet with uh, memes and everything as uh 
what's he say here? Saturated with images of the rosaries draped over firearms. Warriors in prayer. That would be the little old ladies in prayer, right, Tom? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Those little old ladies in, in uh, prayer are yeah. the ones that saved my soul. Yeah. But I also thought it was interesting how he, he throws in here with the, about the Knights of Columbus, our program called Into the Breach. Yeah, where is yeah, that? Is yeah. that so, the end here? Yeah, where is yeah, that? What page yeah, is that? Yeah, it's so the second last page. Okay. So he calls out a member of the clergy to say, the Bishop uh, Olmsted of Phoenix issued an apostolic exhortation calling for a renewal of traditional uh, conceptions of Catholic masculinity titled Into the Breach, which the whole entire program, which I've been through, talks about how to become a better father, a better husband, a better man, a better Catholic. That's what it's all about, how to become a better man all around in the Catholic faith. That's what it talks about. And he throws it out there. It's an, uh, the Knights of Columbus, an influential fraternal order to produce videos promoting Olmsted's ideas. That's exactly what we do. We promote the bishop's you gotta, ideas. Got to back up here to the top of the paragraph, Mark. The militarism also glorifies a warrior mentality and notions of manliness and male strength. <laughs> What happened to the good effeminacy? Yeah. Right, goes that, back that, to you, the that, very first that, segment. That is going on. This conflation of the masculine and the military is rooted in wider, exa- <laughs> wider anxieties about Catholic manhood. There's wider Catholic anxieties. I've never been anxious about Catholic manhood and men I know. No, no. Look at Bill. Here, she Look at figured Bill. it out oh, right yeah. away. Yeah. The, the idea that it is in crisis has some currency among senior church figures and lay organizations. And then, then he begins quoting Olmstead. You know what they've forgotten? Go ahead. You go. No, so, yeah, then he, and as he finishes up here, he says, Catholic imagery now blends freely with staple alt-right memes that romanticize ancient Roman, idealize the traditional patriotic family. Patriarchy. That's what we are, right? We're a patriarchal family, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what it's supposed to be I think about. the big guy said and at the top of it, didn't he say, I will put enmity between you and the woman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he, he, it was yeah. the big guy that it said was, that. It was, exactly. yeah. Yeah. it was the big guy in upstairs. But yeah, but, you're right. And then he, right after he talks about Olmsted and the Knights of Columbus, he says that, um, but among radical, traditional Catholic men, such concerns take an extremist turn rooted in fantasies of violently defending one's family and church from marauders. Yeah. I thought that was the guys were supposed to provide and protect, right? But, but I just the, love when she gets fired up. Read, read the last <laughs> sentence. Read the last sentence that he writes. It, that is such a, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's just Which page are you on now? The last one. He says he also commented that as the divide between American Catholics and Protestants has waned, they have become cemented in common causes such as hostility towards abortion right advocates. Hello, we're standing up for our rights and the rights of the unborn. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a problem there? <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I don't see us carrying guns in those marches, you know? Well, and that's the lie that he's trying to purport right. here because oh, yeah. the very last sentence in that article is the sa- says, he writes, the sacramental rosary isn't just a spiritual weapon, but one that comes with physical ammunition. <laughs> what is he talking about? Really? 
what yeah. is he talking about? I mean, my yeah. rosary case is only big enough for a rosary. Yeah, it does yeah. not is not big enough for, for an AK anything else. AK forty seven is he talks about AR fifteens. Really, you know, what is he talking about? You know, he's missed the whole point though. Was it Pope Pius the Fifth? What did he do? The Battle of Lepanto. Yeah, mm. they were outgunned. They were outnumbered. Right. The uh, the 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 premier navy of, in the world was the uh, was the muslim navy right <laughs> and Pi, it's pius the 5th right it was pius the 5th on october the 12th and here's another here is another example of effeminacy on church leaders what was the original name of that feast day our lady of victory our lady of victory and now we had to, that was offensive to people <laughs> it's now our Lady of the Rosary. Well, I get that. But that's not what Pius did. He said, everybody, get on out here and pray the rosary. They prayed the rosary. The wind shifted, and the world's premier navy was routed in the Mediterranean and saved Europe for Christendom, otherwise oppression by by the... uh, Ottoman Turks, I believe. Yeah, yeah. it was though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't and, know. And now, and, and, and now, yeah. Yeah. and th- there we go. We start dumbing it down. Let's have a campaign to restore the feast day to Our Lady of Victory, not Our Lady of the Rosary. Our Lady of Victory by way of the Rosary. Yes. Yep. And let's make it a holy day of obligation while we're at it. <laughs> Why not? Why not? If you want a second opinion, ask me again. <laughs> and have you seen some of these rosary rallies? They're men on their knees in public squares, like I think Poland, Hungary, men DBS. on their that, knees. That's the point of this article that, that isn't written in this article. Yeah, well. This is not written by somebody who possesses the high ground. No. no. This article by Daniel Paniton, I'm... Yeah, P-A-N-N-E-T-O-N, Paniton, is not written by somebody who holds the high ground, morally, physically, or spiritually. Well, what they talked about on Fox, and I thought it was really interesting what they brought into, is once again, the, the Christians, Catholics, whatever, we're being attacked from the left. Slowly but surely, they're coming after us, mm-hmm. and, and we see this all, almost daily. He doesn't now. know what he's in for here. Yeah. yeah. This mama's got combat boots on. Yeah. And, yeah. And. Well, and and people that don't read the article, yeah. they just see the headline. You're right. I mean, they're trying to build this case that Catholics that are more traditional, like pray the rosary, are dangerous, right? Well, they are. They are. <laughs> we are dangerous. We are <laughs> on, this, on the, the spiritual new, plane. The new world order is shaking in its boots. The World Economic Forum. The World Health Organization, globalism on every level is shaking on the boots because the mother of God, the Immaculate Virgin, and her children that just consecrated themselves to her son by way of her intercession and St. Louis de Montfort, praise God, grab a rosary and pass the ammunition. Oh, no. You just gave him more ammunition for his story. <laughs> that would be the uh, the finger rosaries. That's what we meant. <laughs> Come on. The finger rosaries. Seriously. It's, you know, but, I mean, I, I just keep, it's, it's just interesting how little by little, 
And, and, and they're not even making it a If you're not praying the rosary, start. If start, you're praying yeah, one, do two. Do two. If you're exactly. doing two, Colleen? Yeah. <laughs> Go to Mass and pray three. Do three. Do, yeah. do four. Do it in Latin. Yeah. Do it with who your was, family. Do it who, on your knees. I just heard somebody here that does six rosaries. Really? I have to brag about My mom did 10 yesterday. She said, I beat my all-time record. Yeah. I did 10 yesterday. Wow. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot of Hail Marys. But well, she puts Evelyn Wood to shame. Well, here. okay. She, yeah. <laughs> What was that? That was your mother. Well, that's why I like doing the being, you know, in charge of the honor guard every Saturday when we do the Pilgrim Virgin program. We get three rosaries in every Saturday morning, you mm-hmm. know, right, from right, ten to right. twelve. Mm-hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. And you know, when uh, those priests in uh, Hiroshima, Japan, when they survived that this is bomb, a, you got to get a, do the backstory. Okay, this okay, is a okay, huge okay, story. Okay. Okay, oh. so the backstory is when we dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima in 1945. Um, it landed, obviously, Hiroshima. Ground zero, there was a Catholic church and a, a parish. There were four priests there, four Jesuit priests. Jesuits. Mm-hmm. Four Jesuit priests. And the bomb hit. They had just finished Mass. The one priest that had this interview said he just put his spoon in his grapefruit, and he gets blown off his chair. The bomb fell. And that those four priests... The most damage they had was they got scratched by some glass. There are pictures of them. You can go on the internet. They're walking through just this devastation. They were never harmed. They never had radioactive poisoning or cancer. For the rest of their lives, they were studied. Never, ever did they show any sign of being at ground zero of the atomic bomb. And they attributed it to living the message of Fatima. Daily Rosary, first Saturdays, and they said that's what saved us. Indeed. So Our Lady is more powerful than an atomic bomb. I have a little story after the mics are off about that. I, I did a little background on that. And did you? The, the, it was the Vatican of the, the East. Did you know that? No. Hiroshima. I did not. And what do they mean, Vatican of the East? That was where most, Talking of, to the mic, Mark, here. most of the Catholics in Japan lived in Hiroshima. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And the back oh, I did hear something about the backstory this. was Truman. Oh yeah. You remember that? That he yeah. picked Hiroshima because it had so many Catholics? Freemason. Oh, because Truman was a Freemason. And he picked that. Hmm. Interesting. And, and well we're they, covering all the bases well, today. They wiped all. out almost all the Catholics and the Catholics never came back near ever. After that, as as strong as they were before that, so you know the second bomb was dropped in Nagasaki, right? And that's where Maximilian Kolbe had mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. Uh, City of the Immaculata, and when he was going to build that back in the twenties, maybe or thirties, um, he said, "We're going to build that City of the Immaculata right there on the side of that mountain." And everybody said, "You don't build a city on the side of a mountain." He said, "That's where Mary told me to build it. That's where we're building it." So they did. Well, when the bomb dropped on Nagasaki, it was on the other side of that mountain, and that mountain protected wow. the city of the Immaculata. Oh, wow. So maybe Truman decided on Hiroshima because there were a bunch of Catholics there, but yeah. in Nagasaki, they were protected um, by and the, the mountain. And the Jesuits were protected in, in Hiroshima. Yeah. 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 So we have an awesome Blessed Mother. Oh, yes. yes. And the, uh, the Atlantic author here you know he just doesn't get it you know here's the point these these guys are scared these guys are scared yeah did you ever think you'd read an article like that yeah about no, how I, dangerous the rosary was yeah think about that 
And and actually, the lady said, we cannot laugh about this because this is not a laughing matter. This is a growing concern, for and it should be for all Catholics. You know what that, specifically now that, that we should should not be laughing at this kind of an article because this is only the tip of the iceberg that will be coming. Oh, they're coming and, and they're coming. Well, yeah. they are and, coming, but yeah. the devil hates to be mocked. Oh yeah. yeah. So if yeah. I get a chance to yeah. laugh at them, I will. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying. We need to take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the serious reaction, the serious reaction, needs to be. Pick up the rosary. Right? Yeah. Oh, they're afraid of the rosary? Then we're picking it up for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And and if <laughs> if you think it's just for old blue-haired ladies or a few knights of Columbus, think again, guys. Pick it up. Uh, this this is scary. I mean, are you going to f- are you going to follow the narrative of first of all, it's the Atlantic magazine. Right. Yeah. That that pretty much says says it all. But He's trying to throw some shade here on on the rosary. Well, what, what do you think? It's, it's got them running scared. Well, and, and did you see how that, well, the video that they show shows bullets making the rosary. Oh. So that's, it's just like, seriously. Hold the oh. phone, Mark. We're up against the uh, clock here again on segment two of episode 55. You're in the chatterbox. We'll be back after these announcements. We're back. This is the studios of FM 98.3 KCRD brought to you by you. We wouldn't have the studio without the generous donations here. Hey, we got to talk about donations coming up, Colleen. I'm going off script, but we need to script this here October 19th. Father William Casey coming to Dubuque. You shall stand firm in the age of apostasy, preserving the faith in the age of apostasy. Mark, this is going to be a huge night. Looking forward to it. He's a great talker. He yeah, is a just, great speaker. Holds your interest. Um, very famous speaker. So here's the uh, itinerary for the day. Now this is subject to change, but doors open in the three o'clock hour. We're hoping to have. You don't want me to say this? No, I'm just trying to remember what the itinerary oh, was. Oh, oh, oh! You had that pain look there. I know, He's like, done it again. It? He's done. Four o'clock mass. Four We're o'clock hoping mass. that Father will celebrate mass at four o'clock. We do have a confirma- confirmation from Keith Nestor of the Rosary Crew to do the Rosary Live, the Rosary Crew Rosary Live, from the Grand River Center, Wednesday, October 19th at 5 p.m., every night at 5 p.m., wherever he's at, uh, whatever time zone, Central Time, 5 p.m., Keith does the Rosary Live. He's got a, a nationwide audience here. I love it. I love it. Um, Dinner about 6, and we have a confirmation that the Miller family singers, who really got some play, they're going to sing either before dinner or during dinner or whatever, but they did the Ave Mare Stella during the 33-day consecration. Beautiful. Oh, Wasn't that beautiful? That was just awesome. And yeah. I had to tell everybody that commented about, no, that was not me singing, that was them. <laughs> I don't know why the confusion. I don't either. <laughs> but they're going to be there. And my Greg stole my, I have a beautiful 
postcard, Christmas card. The fo- you, you get those family oh, yeah. photo cards here? Greg stole that here for the newsletter for the Bellowing Ox. Mm-hmm. Samantha, Olivia, Serafia, Mariana, and who's... Um, no, I've... Anyway, they're going to come in here. And then Father Bill Casey at about uh, 7 o'clock Wednesday, October 19th. Tickets are on sale as you're listening to this here. That'll be a great night. I hope lots of people can join us. we're having a good time on that. Mm. I want to just button up on the the rosary, the attack on the rosary. The the attack, excuse me here. I think that ostrich burger had feathers. Gotta stop that before we uh, go on the air, Colleen. Mm-hmm. Um, the attack on the Rosary is really an attack on the Blessed Mother, mm. uh, which is really an attack on our Blessed Lord and the Most Blessed Trinity. Here, mm-hmm. I will put enmity between you and the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a woman who has apparitions, elocutions coming in here, and I got part of this now approved or otherwise here, but I'm going to read it here at the risk of going on here. But the Blessed Mother says those who remain faithful and steadfast will win the crown of glory, as St. Paul speaks about. This is important, folks. Listen up. St. Paul speaks about running the race to the finish. No matter what the cost, run the race to the finish and always persevere in prayer. The Blessed says in the book of James, much of the world is in, fill in the blank there. People ask in prayers for certain things, but it is only for their own good, for their own material goods, not that what is good for their spiritual goods. Think about that. Most of what we ask for in in materials, material goods. Material things. Blessed Mother says, always seek that which is above from God. The others will be given to you as a gift. She says, the devil at this moment is losing his power. Hmm. She says, the devil at this moment is losing his power. However, he knows his time is very short. The ancient serpent is going to lash out with his tail, and it will, and it will all seem lost. But before the word goes out, all will be one, and the Blessed Mother says her Immaculate Heart will triumph. And so those who remain faithful to God, and they that are immersed in her Immaculate Heart, and that of Jesus' most sacred heart, and Joseph's most chaste heart, will be victorious and will triumph with her, the Virgin. And Mary says... Even now, God is bestowing extraordinary graces upon his people, his servants who are willing to open, be open to his divine will. And so the Blessed Mother asks all of us to accept God's will, to accept his divine will in our life and always persevere no matter what happens. Do not fall into despair. I had coffee the other day, and this woman, a good friend of all of ours, and she says, well, where do we hope? How can we go on? And, and do not fall into despair. Remain faithful to God. God will remain faithful to us. God is a loving God. He's a forgiving God. And that's why St. James tells us to repent, 
wash our hands of sin. God hears the sinner's prayer when they humble themselves before him. And he will forgive any sins and he will call us to himself. The Blessed Mother will lead you to Jesus. That's the consecration we just did, Colleen. Mm -hmm. And Jesus will lead you to God, our Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. Do not forsake Jesus. He will not forsake you. If you forsake Jesus, he will forsake you before the Heavenly Father. And I think that dovetails on this extraordinary poor article by Daniel Paniton. We need to pray for this guy because this is written by a man without hope. Yeah. A man who doesn't know the doesn't love know what of he doesn't God, know. the love of the Blessed Virgin. And you know, the thing is, Mary is his mother too. That's exactly oh, yeah. right. right. Mary is his mother too. It's real easy to pick sides and say, oh, it's uh, that was in the uh, gospel here the other day about the... Uh, the publican and the uh, mm. and the Pharisee and mm -hmm. the temple and oh I thank God I'm not like this publican here. Mm -hmm. God desires that all men come to see His Father. Now we realize not all men are going to do that, but that's the original plan. That is the plan. He made us to know Him, love Him, serve Him in this life, and be happy with Him forever in the next. That's why we're here. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the commandment is pray for your enemies. Yes. You know, so, right. I mean, because mm -hmm. we want everybody to be saved. You know, everybody. everybody. You know, we don't want him, to, you know, Mr. Harry Legs getting anybody. That's the thing. You know. As mother used to call them, even the heathens. Yeah. <laughs> but think yeah. of, really, think of the person that you like least in this world, whether it's a particular politician, whether it's whoever she, it might be. She just looked at me. <laughs> We don't want anybody suffering the fires of hell. This is not just someone staying in a, you know, in a bad hotel for a week. This right. is eternal Eat, fire yeah. forever and never and never. We don't want anybody to go there. Yeah. Mm mm. Mm mm. Yeah. All right, Mark. You had another uh, headline you wanted to hit. Yeah, did the, you? the one that you sent me about the uh, public schools want to choose your child's religion. I mean, that was uh, oh. uh, that was uh, it was an interesting article. Just you know, they're all just going down this road bashing Catholicism and and uh, how we are so one sided and we got you know one hope and you know they want us to be open to everything and every religion and their thoughts and they want to you know the article just went on and on and on about how they should be the ones picking and choosing what they teach our children and coming down on catholic schools you know and stuff it was just like oh, come well this is the modern heresy the the reprise of of the modern heresy the modernist heresy hmm. um who was the good priest we heard over the weekend on KCRD that said uh, it's a reprise of the um, the heresy of the Gnostics. All of all of the knowledge here, all you know, just you just went down a short litany of of um, false religions. Yeah, you know, yeah. we we, <laughs> we want to believe in the trees. We want to believe in Mother Earth, and yeah. and it's creeping into even the mainline. Uh, faith even into our uh, Catholic faith here. Coming out of the Vatican. Sorry, it's, it is, you know. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but we are seeing people stand up and yes. say, oh, no, 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 no. Right? Yeah. Either they're pulling their kids out of the public schools and homeschooling or putting them in Catholic school, or they're standing up to school boards and saying, oh, no, you don't. Right. Right? I mean, the, 
people are fighting back. Yeah. People are fighting back. That's a good thing. Well, it's, it's like you had said in one of the previous programs. It had it not been for COVID, it'd still be going on secretly behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So COVID opened those doors on those computers, and people were listening and mm-hmm. seeing what was being taught. Mm-hmm. It might have been the few benefits of, right. of Zoom. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very yeah. few I have to do another, another one of those. But this is really a sin against Christ, you know, who came into the world. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and... This is all false. The whole transgender movement, the whole homosexual. Guys, you know, you're going to get upset. <laughs> you can't get married. Marriage is about children. It's about one man and one woman for life in and around the, the procreation, procreation, which is the creation of life in union, co-op, in concert with, with God the Father, the Creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else is, is, is a lie. And as Christ said, uh, he's a liar, the father of lies, and a murderer for the, from the beginning. This you, you can't have these falsehoods going on here. This is not about tolerance. I heard another one at the uh, weekend barbecue, Colleen, it says, well, you know, don't we have an obligation to meet them where they're at? And I quoted Angelica. He says, well, <laughs> where they're at is one foot in hell and one foot on a banana peel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he hadn't heard it. Uh, I had to credit the old nun, but mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah, and it is yeah. true. God does love us where we are, but you know what? He wants us to improve. Right. Right. He wants us to root out vice, increase in virtue, speak the truth, take up our cross, follow Him. Right. Yeah. Well, and that and goes back to that effeminacy thing, Mark, and the changing of the uh, of the holy days. See, now you got me going on this again. It's the holy, and, and it's the lady of victory. No, it's the lady of the rosary. Catholicism is not easy. Christ did not say, pick up your pillow and follow me. <laughs> he said, take up your cross daily and follow me. He, he, he never misled anyone that said, Meet them where they're at. Yeah. Confirm them in their sin. Yep. Wink at them and, and kind of nudge them along here. And never call them to root out sin. And that's one of the things a lot of people say, well, you know, right now the Pope meets with lots of um, people who live lifestyles that are in conflict with the faith. And we need to accompany. Okay, but we also need to call them to the truth about what they're doing to say, repent. Right? Wasn't that John the Baptist? Repent. Yeah, yes. indeed. But he also called people brood of vipers. I've never heard anybody call anybody a brood of vipers, but sometimes in my mind. Yeah. Well, and Deacon Bill gave a great homily I talked about earlier this weekend about, uh, you know, the division. I didn't come here to, to make peace. I came here to divide. And mm-hmm. that whole thing is what he was talking about was, you know, you're going to have to get tough with your family members, your neighbors, whoever it is, and say, look, you're living in sin. You're doing this. I see this. This is what I see. You're, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm going to direct you in the right path. Like you have said mm-hmm. before, you're mm-hmm. going down the wrong road. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah, uh, you turn, know around, turn around. Turn you around. Know? And, uh, you know, so, I mean, it was, a, it was a great homily that he gave, and it was on sin. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you got to call it spade a spade. And Tom, you've often done talked about that with the, uh, the um, seven, not the... Uh, admonish sinners. Oh, the and, uh, uh, corporal works, cor- spiritual works, spiritual works. Spiritual works, yeah. yeah, you know. And uh, Greg you know. stole my list of that one too. 
It's going to be a great newsletter. He's got all your good he's stuff got all, in he's it. He's got all my lines. He's got all my lines here. So we are changing up the newsletter, speaking of that, for a second, aren't well, we? Well, I'm glad you brought that up here because we are making a uh, pretty significant change. Call it a major change. We had published six bi-monthly issues, January, February, March, April. Beginning this next, so we're recording on the assumption here on the 15th of August. The next issue comes out, and not bi-monthly, but quarterly, but not calendar quarterly, by Catholic Ember uh, quarters. So we're going to go September, October, November, and we're going to um, begin to restore Catholic culture in and around the seasons. We lose something here um, when we're no longer an agrarian society and the ebb and flow of the seasons and because we have to remember that we are creatures and God is the creator and he is giving the, the ember days and the rogation days, Colleen, you're big on, on the, the fasting, the praying, the praying. The, uh, yeah, uh, for centuries we did that. Yeah. Centuries we did that. We got to get back to it. And we moved to the city, and we're all living on phones, and we think that uh, our food comes out of the uh, cold locker down at the corner. Grocery. Bur- burgers on Friday. Burger. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. 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 Burger. Don't start on burgers on Friday. Mumble, mumble, mumble. Enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is this is just terrific. But we 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 need to get back in touch with the creator and we're talking about global warming like we can change global warming how about we till the land become stewards of the land exactly i don't know if you saw neil oliver's video recently he uh, was talking about how the globalists want us dependent on them Mm -hmm. right and he said we just need to all have a garden again we need to learn to grow our own food he's not the guy that was slamming the front yard lawns was he oh, no I don't know. no I, did you see that one no. some some guy yeah. was coming on and he yeah. says these lawns in america are the biggest waste of resources, resources he yeah. says all all of the lawn seed the, and the, the fertilizer, fertilizer and the weed killer and everything he said he said <laughs> and the gas for the mowers and the gas for the mowers he said we should turn turn the front lawns and the back lawns into gardens victory gardens and all he says we'd have better nutrition better food yeah. i'm thinking you know, I don't like cutting grass as it is here. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But I got to tell you, did you see Joe Biden down in Kentucky? That was so sad because he's talking about all the flooding and everything. That, and he says point blank to all these people that are standing there, you know, in desperate need. He said, you know what? We, we haven't changed the climate yet, but we're going to change the climate. And I'm going like... Good luck. Yeah, so you wonder, <laughs> did he just misspeak because all the cells aren't firing in his yeah. cranium? Or? This, this is the guy whose big statement over the weekend was there's zero inflation because some prices went up and some prices went down. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. That's all you can do anymore is, well, and it's not, oh. not even fun Proving anymore. once again, so, even you, yeah. little boy, can grow up to be president of the United States. We got to get out of here, Colleen, before we, we get in trouble. We're out of segment three. In the name of the, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Glory be, be to, to the, the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now, and ever shall be, world without, without end. end. Amen. Our Lady of Victory. Pray for us. Yes.
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This is episode 55 of The Chatter. We're recording on the feast, soon to be an obligation of August 15th, the the, uh, Assumption of Our Blessed Mother. Pray the rosary and pray for this author, Daniel Paniton. Pray for him and pray two rosaries for him. This will really get things going here. See you all next week. We love you.